0: There we go. That should work.
1: Hello. Yeah. Nice, uh, nice meeting you finally.
0: Yeah, true, man. Same thing, same thing. Just talked yeah. on uh, on email and internet, right? But uh, first time seeing. Yeah. You.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how many you know how many people you know from now Instagram that you can see a little bit more than just emailing. Uh, yeah. That you don't really get to meet them until you know once in a while you go somewhere and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I hope we get to meet in real life soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we will go, 100% sure we will go to the Lowland Throwdown, at least. We know that yeah. we will go yeah. uh, at that time. I'm, I'm hoping to go before that, to be honest. Um, yeah. We were going to go, actually, in November. Um, November, December. Okay. But then we had to go to the German Throwdown this weekend. It was a little yeah. bit of a rush. Um forced decision kind of because we had paid the uh the registration we paid the registration like a two years before the before covid or i mean two years ago before covid yeah um, yeah, yeah. So we need we needed to go so i think we we will try to go january february something like this um okay cool. to, to netherlands let me know but um uh, yeah and I think the lowland the qualifiers for lowlands are probably in february could be
0: or... um yeah they're doing i think they're going to do two events they're going to do one that's tied to the semi final and then they got one that's coming up in end of january for the classic yeah. event that will be next to their main event so yeah they're going to oh, try okay. and combine it yeah oh, okay
1: okay that's that's yeah. pretty cool because i i look at the 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 calendar and it was a little bit odd to me because I didn't know, you know, yeah. if, if it's going to be a sanction event or whatever they are going to call it. Uh,
0: yeah. From now on. yeah. I think they didn't yeah. know
1: if, if you know, the dates from CrossFit and things like that, right?
0: No, no, it's true. They're, uh, I talked to Robin last week and they're still working on it. So uh, yeah, I think they're going to get more details by the end of the year.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's that's yeah. cool. So you, you're not planning to go to the German, uh, the German throwdown?
0: No, I, I'm not going to make it. I got to work a seminar. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the events this year just are going to have to pass on them. Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Um,
0: but yeah now that you it's a cool event, though. Is, heard good things about it.
1: Yeah. Well, I uh, yeah, I heard pretty pretty good things about the uh, the German Throwdown, the classic. Um, and then they yeah. changed everything into the sanction sanction event. But yeah, you know, COVID happened and needed to be online so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going there to see how the event is so you know other years we can we, we have the subscription page so but we couldn't make yeah. that to yeah. have a booth there um that makes next sense but, so that's yeah it. um but yeah, now that you you mentioned the seminars I think it will be cool if you introduce yourself who is who is Wesley mm. um so when yeah. we take it from there
0: Sure, no problem. Yeah. Um, So my name is Wesley Close. um, And I started CrossFit back in 2010, uh, then did my own level one in 2011. And then 2011, uh, opened my own affiliate as well. Uh, And it kind of got me inspired to, uh, yeah, to really improve myself in both CrossFit as an athlete, um, but also as a trainer, mostly. And I would say that got me inspired to to try and see if I could make it on on as a seminar staff member, which I did in uh, 2013. So I've been on staff since then, uh, worked, actually, this is going to be my 250th seminar this weekend. So I worked a lot of seminars, L1s and L2s, um, pretty much all over the world, but mostly in Europe. Um, Yeah, I'm a level three trainer, uh, currently a flow master for for the seminar staff uh, group, which mm-hmm. is uh, which is kind of like a supervising role. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just been involved with a lot of different things. Uh, CrossFit Lowlands Throwdown is one of them. Done that for about five years or so, uh, working them up to becoming a sanctioned event and then quit shortly after because I got this new job, which is the country manager of the Benelux. So um, yeah, just uh, busy and involved with CrossFit. That's basically who I am.
1: That, that's That's cool. Um, so you are not anymore part of the lowland throughdowns, which I think you, you told me um, some some time ago. Yeah. And then you have this new role yeah. with, with CrossFit, which I think is in yeah. every country or at least every region. I guess you have it for Benelux, right? Because the you know, Netherlands is too small and the other two countries are yeah. also smaller. So you you condense everything. Um yeah. so I know very well this the Spanish girl that is doing I think is I think you guys have the same role, uh Nat. Yeah. Um, do. So yeah, um, we do. Yeah. So I guess you, you have you know the same role and responsibilities. Oh. Would be cool if if you want to explain something about it because I think it's a new role that not a lot of people know, other than the affiliates, obviously, but a lot of people don't know what, what you guys are doing. And I think it's actually pretty pretty cool and important.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it's a super cool role uh in terms of you know. There's a lot of stuff that we're actually able to do, 40 affiliates mostly, um, but we're basically what I see as kind of like a, uh, a bridge between on one side what CrossFit HQ is doing, um, uh, or CrossFit Home Offices, I'm sorry, um, is doing, and then what the affiliates and CrossFit is doing in the community locally. And so we're trying to connect that bridge and see how we can make sure that you know everything becomes a little bit more local, becomes a little bit more um yeah connected to each other i would say and so our role i would see is is one of like building relationships building the community up and 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 kind of making sure that communication goes well um between you know everybody involved from uh sports training affiliates partners trainers whatever we can do to kind of support that uh, growth of crossfit in our areas that's kind of how i see our roles in uh, in the community
1: is there any any specific action that that you guys are working on, you know, every month or every three months or whatever it is.
0: Yeah, um, I think I think it's mostly just seeing and listening to the feedback that we've received so far from the affiliates. And so um, if you if you listen to the affiliates, uh, especially, you know, if if I compare myself, I'm a 10 and a half year affiliate owner. Um, you know, sometimes what you would see is, you know, this argument of people saying, Oh, I just pay for the name, but what else do I get? And well. I'm going to be the first affiliate to say I knew that when I was signing up, um, and also I'm I'm very proud as an affiliate owner to be part of that. But I think it's great across it is listening to those that are saying that, and uh, that they're looking at kind of like what can we do to assist affiliates and the 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 community as a whole to kind of make them thrive. And so that's where. I don't want to say it's like a monthly thing or a weekly thing or there's any specific goals we're working towards. I would say it's more listening to that feedback and then kind of seeing if we can improve on that. And that's where you see the products coming out, uh, like the you know, the affiliate partner network that just got released, uh, the CrossFit affiliate programming, the affiliate playbook. Like there's a lot of stuff happening because of listening to the affiliates. And so it's uh, constantly listening and then trying to see what we can do to to kind of work on that. So it's an ongoing process, I would say.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's something that, that you guys needed to do at the end. It's an American brand, and you know, America, US, North America yeah. is there. Then Europe is here. It's a, a big disconnection, not only in CrossFit in general with a lot of things. Um, yeah, and and I and I think for you know, I, I've been in contact with CrossFit boxes since yeah, I can't remember 2012, maybe or 13 or something like this, and you can see the evolution of. Um, you know how crossfit impacts people and what people think about crossfit yeah and i remember the uh, you probably remember as well the early uh, ages where you know whatever crossfit did said, or performed, whatever we try to duplicate it here where now seems like you know there are a lot of micro environments uh, in Europe for sure where people is more looking what's happening with the athletes and coaches that are doing let's call it a strength and condition in on functional fitness in general and then okay this is what this is the trend or this is what we can do and they are not looking that much at what's happening in the U.S. even it, it is something pretty pretty stupid but I train with 20 years old kids um, you know yeah. they're pretty strong they train two three hours per day my dog is called Kaliba, obviously for Jason Kaliba. Um, they still ask me like, oh, Kaliba is pretty really cool. What did you get that name? And I'm like, dude, Jason Kaliba, you don't know who is Jason Kaliba? And they are like, no, uh, who, who is it? Uh, so you can see the, uh, yeah. the completely disconnection compared with how it was before. Um, so I think this yeah. local, you know, the local representative is is very needed in, in Europe.
0: I agree, yeah, I agree. and. It- I agree with you that, you know, it's, it's evolved from what it was. And I think, um, you know, back in the day, you could kind of get away with it, but like, I, I, you know, I visit a lot of affiliates, uh, on a weekly basis and you see the difference between, you know, the guys that have been around for like 10, 11, 12 years and the guys that are, are fairly new. Um, and it's not that one is doing better than the other necessarily in terms of like business success, but, um, there's definitely a different understanding of kind of like what it is and and how it's evolving so uh, yeah i agree with you
1: yeah yeah it's, it's true i see i see that different quite quite a lot the, there are some new boxes that they still have that old mentality but a lot of them they they don't yeah. and a lot of the old ones they yeah. have evolved into something different because at the end you know once you have built your community and your box is pretty much full you don't have a space for nothing else um, then they believe. Well, why should I pay CrossFit if it's only uh, you know a name? Yeah. So I think that adding that extra feature, extra services, extra whatever you guys can do, it is it is very important. Yeah. So at least yeah. on my side, I know the the CrossFit affiliate. I don't know how you guys are calling, it, but it's kind of a an intranet where a lot of companies are going to provide some kind of service to. Uh, the yeah. affiliates. i'm not sure if it's is it going to be only for the affiliates or also for the customers of the affiliates
0: no yeah well it, it, it's different with each deal uh, and and it's very specific to the company uh, that's involved but typically what it is it's it's called the affiliate partner work or apn as, as we call it uh for short um and it's basically you know different ways of supporting the affiliates first and foremost um to making sure that you know they can they can get cheaper equipment they can get a discount on certain things they can get a discount for maybe their members or maybe their uh, coaches mm-hmm. as well um and so i think what's super cool is as we continue on there's going to be more brands involved with that um that are basically i think going to benefit the whole uh, entire ecosystem of crossfit
1: mm-hmm. it's been released in u.s on credit right
0: Yes, correct. But there's also uh, already brands that can be used internationally, like, for example, whatever it takes is involved. Um, uh, they do, you know, more local deals, uh, but it's still in its beta version. At this point, we have 20 companies that are involved with it, but it will grow to more and it will become more localized as we continue on. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Um, is, is there anything anything else that we could expect from, you know, from your side, guys in Europe, to you know, I think now that yeah probably will be a lot of changes because of the new CEO, and, and I think it's it's a, a pretty mm. smart CEO, and he knows well about business, uh, entrepreneurship, and in general. And I think I think yeah. they've been hiring a lot of pretty high-end people. Uh, so far, I think the uh, yeah. uh, CMO from South Cycle could be somebody from Deloitte as well. So it is a big yeah. change from you know having your Franks as Teammates to having like yep. some of the best uh, uh, business people that you can find in, in the fitness in, Not only the fitness industry, I think the
0: you know. Any no, but or, just in general. Yeah. In general. Yeah. No, I I agree, and I think um, uh, you know, not digging into specific products, but I think even more. Um, I think what you're gonna see is kind of. I remember this old article that talked about the ripple effect of CrossFit, kind of how like you know, you, you start CrossFit and then, you know, you want to buy a certain pair of shoes or uh, you want to get involved. You want to use something like beyond the whiteboard and like, you want to, you know, you want to be part of certain things. Like it, it grows out from there. Um, I think what you're going to see is that I think the community as a whole is going to become more connected on an international basis. And so um, I think with the direction that we're going, you see a lot of um, uh, listening from our side to then applying that in terms of, Like, what can we do to then assist that or kind of help that out? And I think it's going to be mu- uh, mutual beneficial to, um, you know, everyone involved. Like I said earlier, it's just going to become easier to kind of buy stuff. It's going to be easier to, you know, get involved with defense. It's going to be um, easier for affiliates to know what they need to do to be successful. Um, and, and yeah, CrossFit is just looking at the entire ecosystem and seeing how it can make sure that it thrives and it becomes more more well-known in the future um, so that more benefit uh, more people can benefit from the uh, from the greatness that it has to offer.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to see how things can evolve, especially now that seems you know the whole pandemic is kind of fading out. We hope. Um,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: We, we should we shouldn't expect any more lockdown in Netherlands either. I guess. You know? Well,
0: yeah, I, I I hope so. But uh, but, you know, they just made some new changes. Hopefully, um. It stays with that, which you know the new the new rules are already ridiculous as they are. Um, they basically require you to have a a COVID pass to show that you know you can you you're either tested, you had COVID, or you got vaccinated um, uh, to be able to enter the gym. And now without going is too it, much into like the politics, is,
1: that's how it is now.
0: Yeah, a, that's what how what it is, PCR, and I think I you know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so mm-hmm. without going too much into the to the logistics and politics of it, uh, uh, you know, I think what, what what is important here is that it's difficult for affiliate owners um, to kind of figure out how to deal with this and kind of to say no to people that, you know, don't want to uh, go through those loops. And so I think it's a sad thing that, that the government puts us into that position. Um, but again, as a local and small affiliate owner sometimes there's not so much you can do um and you can fight your own battles but yeah it's 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 difficult for uh, for affiliates
1: yeah are you are you guys supposed to train with masks as well
0: no 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 masks but you are required to be either tested vaccinated or uh, mm-hmm. you had covid within i think a year from now yeah
1: yeah uh,
0: yeah it is
1: it is, a, it is a little bit better here we we are only supposed to train with masks. Um, Obviously nobody does it. I mean, it's ridiculous to train with masks. Um,
0: Yeah, yeah. At
1: at the beginning, we had it down here. Now, I mean, I walk into any gym, I walk everywhere and nobody's wearing a mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. well, and it's, I think the logistics of it are just hard, right? Whether it's face masks or vaccination passports or whatever it is, it's just the logistics of checking it all and kind of doing that, yeah. it's just almost unrealistic, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, hopefully hopefully it's gonna be uh, fading completely out all the restrictions and everything that we have as the population gets vaccinated it should be should be okay. We hope so. Yeah, um, and and I guess you as an affiliate and, and part of the cr- international crossfit community, you probably seen how much the the affiliates, uh, even athletes, um, pro- professional athletes, amateur athletes, any kind of athlete has been suffering during the past years. What what yeah. is, you know what the pandemic has impacted? Because you guys were closed quite a lot, maybe what like eight months yeah. in total yeah. for a year and a half
0: no even more i think um you know in total we had two lockdowns and i think in total we were closed for almost 11 months so um yeah it's been it's been a wild ride yeah
1: yeah yeah that's yeah that's, that's quite a lot we we've been closed down here for obviously the first three months where everything was closed everything you know yeah and after that i think we were only closed like a month um yeah and that's and that's it and um, and we have we are pretty lucky that we have the weather that we have so people could go out and, and train yeah
0: that uh, a helps lot of, yeah that yeah helps not a lot. the same in the netherlands yeah, yeah i can uh, i've been in
1: contact with a lot of a lot of boxes and then you could see like okay guys you can training in the street but it's three degrees and it's raining and you yeah know, yeah here, i mean the, the, i think that month that the gyms were closed we were allowed to train outside just outside of the box um i yeah. you were living in the city in the city is a bit more difficult but if you could go out pretty much everybody yeah. was able to train a little bit difficult for some people but still was okay and jim's and yeah. just taking dumbbells to the park and things like that so that that was still okay
0: yeah i think i think you as a as an affiliate owner you just get creative and uh, you're yeah. trying to find best best solutions and you know it's not always going to be the best solution but i think you know you you gotta you gotta pick something you got to decide what you can do and how you can still operate your business with the limitations that you're getting uh, i think that's been the biggest challenge for everyone involved and you know i think i spoke to you know at least i would say a good 80 percent of affiliate owners in our region um and you know it's like one or two maybe out of the 400 affiliates that we're covering have been closed due to COVID, you know? So I think yeah. that's, and, and, and mostly for those ones, COVID was kind of the last push to kind of push them over mm-hmm. the edge. Um, but it just goes to show like how, how strong the CrossFit community is. And I think, you know, we got that mentality of when you do a workout for time or you do an MREP or whatever, it's like, ah, oh, just got to get through this, got to finish it. And I think I see that with a lot of affiliate owners where they just approach it with the same kind of mindset of just mm-hmm. like plowing through.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, how, how do you see the evolution or the growth of CrossFit in in Benelux? Do you? Because did you say four hundred boxes in the entire Benelux? Yeah, yeah. So that's quite a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that. Right? Yeah, that is quite a lot. That that also includes the uh, Caribbean area. So we have four islands: Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, okay. and uh, Saint Martin. Uh, but there's there's nine affiliates on there. So um, yeah. It, in, in terms of growth, I think it's interesting that um, just as a tradition, and I'm, I'm talking a little bit more specific towards um, uh, the Netherlands here, but I think we've always always been of early adapters and a very run. So uh, I remember back in 2011 when I started uh, my affiliate, we were the eighth or ninth affiliate in the Netherlands Um, and we had the first one. I don't want to screw this up, but I think they've been around since either 2005 or 2006. Um, And so what you see in terms of growth is that now it's becoming really dense. We're actually one of the most uh, densely populated uh, um, uh, CrossFit areas in the world because if you look at the number of million of people uh, to CrossFit gyms, we have about 15 or 16 in the Netherlands and we have about eight or nine in in Belgium, which is, um, I think in Europe, one of the highest numbers and then worldwide, it's actually one of the highest numbers in terms of density. Mm -hmm. Um, So in terms of growth, I think our goal is really to, like I said, kind of like support the current affiliates to make sure that we stay current with them um, and that they can thrive and, and be successful in business. But um, there's still some areas that are very, um, I would say, up for opportunity in terms of growth. Like you have some parts in more like the southeast of Belgium. You have some parts in uh, more the south, like west of Belgium. You have some areas specific in the north of the Netherlands, uh, uh, east of the Netherlands. There's a lot of cities there that uh, have smaller populations. But have still room for cross-affiliates mm-hmm. if you look at total numbers. So yeah. um, I think the problem in the more remote areas is, you know, um, and I think you see this in Spain, right? You see, like um, English is not people's first language, and it's limiting them in understanding how to uh, open an affiliate. It's limiting limiting them in uh, getting their L1 credential, or maybe you know, knowing everything that's up to date there. And I think in Spain, everything is translated. Now, where most of it is translated, thanks to you know, uh, Nat and the team over there. Um, but I think what's hard is that in the Netherlands, we don't have translation currently, and so I think if we would be able to translate you know, a seminar uh, pieces of information about the, how to become an affiliate. I think that's going to be highly beneficial to support growth in those more remote areas. Um, And and hopefully we can see more growth in the future. But it's not going to be as big as, you know, Spain or France, where there's more opportunity for growth.
1: Yeah, obviously the size of the the country makes a big difference.
0: Um, Yeah, it's small. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, we, we uh, um, we have
1: pretty small cities here with four or five crossing boxes. Um, all of them yeah. full-time. I remember when first, first time I, I traveled to Netherlands and trained there, I remember that yeah. most of the boxes that I was you know trying to train with, um, they were part-time. They were opening only mornings and a few hours and they were like small places. Um, yeah. And that, that was maybe 2012, something like this, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's changed completely, right? So now you don't have those part-time boxes anywhere.
0: Yeah, I would say you know, most most of them aren't, but you still have a handful of affiliates that you know they they combine it with like a full time job, and I think yeah. in Belgium you see that a little bit more often than in the Netherlands. But yeah, again, um, I, I definitely think that now there's a lot of professional gyms that do it as their full time job, which which then benefits the service that they give and the operating hours and stuff like that. So um, yeah, there's it's definitely changing.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's I mean that's great. I think it's uh, there is always opportunities for opening a box where there is enough population. Yep. And, and you can see the uh, you know, traditional gyms. In any yep. six, seven thousand people city, you get two or three of those gyms. Now not anymore yep. because you know that model it's kind of disappearing because of uh, CrossFit in, yep. in many ways. Um, so I think yeah. there is a space for maybe not, you know, four big boxes with a big warehouse, but you know, the, yeah. like the case in Denmark, I was living in, in Copenhagen for five years. and Nice. You, yeah. You, you got a lot of boxes in the second floor um, of, or the third floor of any building. And then you get the ones with a yeah. huge warehouse and, and then another ones that were just more like a studio and they were doing CrossFit and something yeah. else. Um, so I think I'm pretty sure in, uh, in Netherlands it's similar, in Benelux it's similar. Here in Spain, most yeah. of the boxes are still, you know, big warehouse. You know, you need to have the, the, the full setup, but I think there is a huge room for smaller spaces in smaller cities where, you know, functional fitness needs to be there and it's still not there. So CrossFit should should be there yeah. at some point. Um, yeah, and that's absolutely. at least how I see the growth of, of CrossFit in, in some places.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I agree. And um, uh, yeah, I think, like you said earlier, UCD, you know, the professionalism in many different areas involved in terms of like the, the affiliates, the sport, everything related to it. Yeah.
1: Cool. Cool. Um, but Wesley, that's, that was pretty much the uh, uh, the whole purpose of, of the podcast. We do 30, 40 minutes cool. um, podcast. So they are short and people can just... Yep. You know, we are not uh, Joe Rogan uh, that we can do three hours podcast and, <laughs> and drinking <laughs> and was smoking weed while, while talking. Uh, it, it, yeah. yeah. But uh, I think it was pretty cool. It's, oh. it's good that, uh, you know, we want to give that view of what CrossFit is doing to a lot of people that they just know yeah. CrossFit from their box and they know, they think CrossFit yeah. is just their box and that's it. And I think there is uh, way more things around that. Um, so that's when Oh definitely. One.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. And it will be, no, it will and be I made
0: to do another one. Yeah, I was I was going to say I hope Adrian you know um, uh, maybe you know I can come back in a year from now and, and tell you about you know how it's different than the last time we talked because it would be great to show you the evolution of, of things that are going on specific to the benelux but i think you know even even specific to crossfit in general i think i think we're growing evolving and i don't think we're going to be in the same place we were in in right now so um, yeah exciting times ahead and super grateful to be on the podcast let me let me know if you need me any other time
1: yeah of course i think probably as the season at Banks, there are a lot of other topics uh, obviously the the, the open um yeah with the i guess it will follow the same format maybe you guys don't even don't even know that uh
0: yeah i i wish i had the answers for you but i I think it does yeah yeah
1: because for what i can see from the outside it seems that you know crossfit affiliates is one big block and then you have the, the games of the competition which is another block that obviously is connected but kind of they want to make a big difference, um, you know, who is running what and how, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. I, I think, you know, it's like, it's not that we're all separate, but it's definitely different chunks and, and different things demanding different different sections. So, um, you know, I think uh, sport, sport is one, like you talked about, uh, the affiliate system is one, and then obviously uh, uh, training as well, like the education department mm-hmm. um, with all the seminars and all the stuff going on. And I think those are the big pillars in terms of uh, yeah. uh uh, topics that we're trying to support,
1: yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a smart way to do it because I'm I'm still talking with some people that they think CrossFit is the CrossFit games, and you know, yeah. you just see a massive yeah. amount of muscles moving moving stuff, and a lot of people get afraid of. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm surprised that there are still people thinking that that's CrossFit. So they haven't even you know Google CrossFit. Yeah. I'll see the the, no, the closest affi- affiliate that is around there, which is normally the you know there's always one pretty close from you. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I
1: agree. Cool, but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, th- thanks a lot, Wesley, for for everything. We. Uh, have, no problem. I'll Thank be you. Uh, pretty pretty happy if, if we meet at some point, anytime soon. Um, and then we, we, keep we in probably, contact. Will. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure we will. I'm pretty sure next year, next year is, is the year that we need to start traveling a little bit more because these two years have been a little bit difficult. Um,
0: yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm
1: covering quite a lot of Europe, which I'm yeah. hoping to change that at some point and have, you know, like the same that you guys have some local representative. It would be nice for us to have some people here yeah. and there that they can, they can help us, um,
0: that will be that will be good definitely cool good man well um, see you in the future yeah see you soon Wesley and
1: thanks a lot again
0: <laughs> all right ciao bye